Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, everybody. We're here for the AEW official podcast, AEW Unrestricted. Um, I don't know why I went to movie. What a cool movie voice guy. Isn't that a cool name? It's yeah. a cool yeah. name. I basically right. told them that when if we're calling it that, like, they better be cool with dick jokes. Mm-hmm. So well, that's, this is why we're here, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why we're here. I don't know. You know no, 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 no. I, I never talk about stuff like that on a podcast. Oh, really? Never. <laughs> never. Never, never talk about that. I'm classy. Yeah. Anyway, so okay. today, uh, today we're here with our wonderful guests, the Young Bucks, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, both amazing tag team wrestlers oh, on the show sweetheart oh you're them. so sweet oh i know you guys you guys sign my check so it's okay um do i <laughs> somebody does yeah. i don't know yeah. you hired me I don't know. <laughs> um but yeah amazing wrestlers in our tag team division but also i mean uh, executive vice presidents in the company like this is basically like your baby like sure yeah. it's a baby you share with a lot of other people but absolutely it's like you guys have been here from the beginning and that's yeah. super super unique i know that like it's, in previous episodes you've said or previous interviews mm-hmm. you said you and dana were like really early on in yeah the i mean with tony. i I, be- I was the first person to pick up the phone for tony yeah uh nobody else believed him i think everybody <laughs> thought this guy was crazy right I, I didn't believe him he actually reached out to me too and i said nope i've really? heard the story multiple times right. throughout my career i'm the more open-minded yeah. of the two thank brothers. god uh, apparently so <laughs> <laughs> thank god i picked up the phone though i picked up the phone and i heard him out and 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 dana my wife who who's really who actually works here obviously too uh right. she it's wanted to merchandising chief officer. Mer- yes exactly said it better than i could uh she wanted to be in the room during the first chat and, but you know uh, at, before you even get to that though uh, at that time though we were negotiating with literally every company in the world oh, of course that is involved with wrestling right. so this was another thing and i was like the there's no way this is going to be real because here here we have these real companies like offering the yeah. world to that us. That have been around for 100 so, years. Yeah, right. Real contracts with yeah. like dollar values right, right. So that, that are just that very point, real. Exactly. So at that point, I was like, I don't know, Matt. Let's, let's just go with something we and, know for and, sure. Tony got me on the phone and I'll tell you, like, yeah. It wasn't immediate, but I talked to him and I'm like, it was pretty. You text me after the conversation. You said, I think this is what we're doing. I'm I like, just said, there's really? something to this guy. <laughs> I did roll my eyes yeah. a few times during the yeah. conversation. Oh, I'm not yeah. going to act like I didn't right. because he was telling me crazy stuff. Like he was right. talking about, oh, I'm going to get the show on, on TNT and, mm-hmm. and just these big wild dreams. And like, you know, a part of me goes, well, I've heard yeah, that's this. That's not possible. Right. But then yeah. I have this weird totally thing where happen. I just hear people out and I have this open mind. And I said, you know what? There's like, there might be something to this. Right. And even Dana was kind of like, Matt, come on, stop wasting your time and i said no no let me take another call so the second call you know led to a third call which led to a fourth call which led to literally talking to this man every single day since july 3rd i have not not spoken to him and you know for longer than 24 hours since that day and right? he's a talker so i can't imagine like how yeah. much how many hours you spend on the oh phone. my god endless mm-hmm. and uh and at first it was like hypothetically if we do this thing mm-hmm. this is what i would do and and 
the guy, the guy just knows his passion for this. Mm-hmm. And he got in my head and he, and he, and, and he convinced me. Well, then we met him. And, and then I met him. Yeah. And we met him in London. And, oh, dude. And we had a chat with him and that was it. He shows up in a Young Bucks bomber jacket. And oh, dude, immediately, dude, I'm like, huge mark. I like, love that though. I'm like, <laughs> this guy's genuine. He's yeah. real. Oh, Curious. absolutely, absolutely. And uh, right that 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 night, I think we had dinner, and and he took us to one of their arenas. We, we went, yeah, we went over there, and it was like I was right then. I think that night we looked at each other and we were like, I think this is it, right? And we just knew. I don't know why. It's weird. It's like so we fell in love with the guy. You know, like, it's easy to. Yeah. He's, he's got so that kind ambitious. Of like we were at this. What was it? The Fulham Arena, whatever yeah. you call it, and it sits like fifty thousand people. He's like, "We're gonna fill this one day with people for a wrestling show." I'm like, "Are you kidding?" Yeah, <laughs> like this guy thinks big. Yeah, I, think but big. I like, I liked that. We yeah. always yeah. have thought big, and we've always bet on ourselves. I'm like, "This guy's a dreamer." I yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Like, and he, he has big aspirations. I'm like. God, this is cool. And he doesn't want us to just be wrestlers. He wants us to be more than wrestlers. Like right. no, nobody else could offer us that. Yeah. And, yeah. and at that time, no one trusts us. Like mm. uh, we we're actually wanting to become writers slash bookers. Just more so just wrestling. more than just right. wrestling at that time. So we were like, man, no one wants us to do this. New yeah. Japan didn't want it. Ring of Honor didn't want it. Mm-hmm. So we we're like, this guy wants us from the bat to start right. this thing. So right. it's kind of like you're willing to take the risk because it's it's offering you something that no one else is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody else could offer me that. Right. Nobody. And nobody could also offer the fact that, hey, we want you to be yourselves. He's like, I right. want you to do your thing that you're that you've done all along. Keep doing that. Right. Not, you know, show up somewhere and they're like, all right, listen, we're gonna change this and change that. He's like, he's like no, I want you guys to be the young bucks. I want you guys to be the elite. And and right there, I was like, what what is the debate here? Right. So within like, would you say a month, we committed. We're like, let's right. just do. If we're gonna do this, let's do it. Yeah. Well, his knowledge of the business is incredible. Um, mm-hmm. isn't it? Unreal. I think if you ask him, like, you give him like like two opponents, like mm-hmm. Bret Hart versus so and so, he'll tell you like a date, yep. the yes. arena, oh, yeah. the match, yeah. how long it was, what the finish was. Like he's <laughs> it's like an encyclopedic knowledge yes. of wrestling. He was doing that with Chris Daniels the first time they met. I was in the room. It was in the UK. It was the same. Oh, thing. and he's like yeah. telling him his and entire he, back. Yeah, he's like, History, like, oh, here's yep. this about you and this about and you. I can just see CD and he's just like, what? CD's probably didn't like, remember, I didn't, yeah, yeah, I didn't right. even remember yeah, half yeah. the stuff that Tony's bringing up. So. Yeah, it was Jeez. insane. Yeah, no, he's he's a crazy guy. Yeah, Honestly, he, like a fantastic boss, too. Like, the, one of the most the best, humble dudes. The best. It's super nice. Normal dude. You can, you know, it's good. There's going to be a lot of energy. Yes. Oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> and, uh, but, but he's very passionate. And the whole family's great. Too. Yes, oh, absolutely. Are. Great yeah. people that have changed many lives. Yeah. And the cons don't get enough uh, credit for what they've done and, for and the wrestling if, business. I don't know if Tony gets enough credit because this was all him. This yeah. is like, I just, I was just the guy who picked up a phone and all of us, like we all, we all played a part in this. Right. He put it all together. This though. is all Tony though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything, mm-hmm. everything that has happened is Tony. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, like maybe it wouldn't have happened if, if, you know, the key players weren't involved or whatever, but this certainly doesn't happen without Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. It's well, it, it's a crazy business, but. Now that you're involved in AEW, mm. and we've been doing this for a number of weeks, number of months now, yeah, everything you thought it would be, man, and more, yeah, and what's, more. What's probably been the biggest surprise? I think for me is seeing how effective the television works so quickly, like mm-hmm. the power of TV, right? Like for the characters, like, right? Like there's there's people who you know you never heard of 
two months ago and then they come out now they get the biggest reaction and mm-hmm. it's like right. wow and that's and, I, and for me it's like wow that's powerful like like darby allen darby allen or best a, example or a private party right, right. You know, oh right. my god yeah private yeah. And there's, party. there's several others orange cassidy there's a lot of them yeah so it's like it's cool for me because i'm like man i never saw something happen so quickly before my eyes i'm like man this is really neat like it works you know what i mean as far like where we come from in the independent world it took years to do that mm-hmm. sure. oh yeah years like we it took us 10 years for people to finally you had know to go, who we were you had to go around every city at least 10 times mm-hmm. to finally start selling t-shirts even at the end of our run we would hit some towns and people would be like yeah, i've never this is my first time yeah. ever watching you guys wrestle like, we've been doing this for 16 years or whatever you know? like, right. where have you been you right. know and and the power of television you know everybody watches this thing it's a, it's such a powerful platform yeah. for me for me that that's one big surprise and but, weekly tv is a different monster oh, oh yeah oh, I mean, mm-hmm. you know you, you talk about doing a pay-per-view once a month or something yes. like that but when you do it on a weekly basis everything changes doesn't it so oh, completely <laughs> see it was it was easy to do the one shot pay-per-views yeah. like when, when we right. first started double or nothing all out that was a piece of cake because we actually probably micromanaged those shows because too much there's, there's too much time in between. yeah and now it's like you can't put that much detail yeah. no. into it because it's happening every week. I remember when we planned for Double or Nothing. It was like six months of planning. Yeah. And we were like, how I are was, we ever going to do this weekly if I we can't so, even get it right in six months? I was so sick of planning that show. <laughs> but it, like, like Nick saying, it was micromanaged because there's yeah. too much time. Now, so we just thought of everything. Right. What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> like, that first show was rough. That was probably through. the most stressed. Well, that and the first TV show was probably yeah. the most stressed out I've ever been in my career because I just wanted everything to, to go well. and Right. To hit a home run, like, man, was I nervous. Uh, To the point where after the show, I think you did the same thing. We had our match. We went backstage, and I literally just laid on the floor. And we lit for, like, 90 (laughs) minutes. I was that tired. We wouldn't get up. It was mental and physically exhausted. I was mentally and physically just exhausted. I mean, it's like when you you do something you've never done before, it takes, like, first time you, like, do a crazy workout, right? Sure. Like, you're just drained. Like, yes. you can't do shit after. So, to, to uh, yeah. imagine something like this. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Especially after Double or Nothing. Double or Nothing was bad. I stayed in Vegas. My my whole family was with me. Oh, boy. My kids and my wife left. I stayed in bed until 5 p.m. the next day because I, I was so tired. I was down to the pool at, like, 9 in the morning. And I'm, like, oh. dying. Like, what am I doing? What? I had my kids, How? too. How? Yeah, it was brutal. <laughs> yeah, that was tough. Like, I think you hit it on the head right there. It was, like, we never done that. Like, I was always just used to be in the wrestler guy, right? Like I'd show up in my roller bag. Hey everybody, just kind of chill out, mm-hmm. do my match. Like I'm now we're on our feet for 12 hours. Right. And we're answering every, you have to have an answer for everybody. Like everybody right. wants to know something, you know? Mm-hmm. So all day you're just being pulled in different directions. And and then you also have to wrestle. So by the end of that, you're, you're finished. Sure. And as far as live TV goes, it's two hours live. Mm-hmm. And and I swear to God, it feels like the time just evaporates. It does. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It, like, well, I don't know if it, it's this way for you guys, but like we're we're here all day, mm-hmm. and and you know the day starts super early, especially like with the ladies. Like we're doing training yes. with Dustin. And it just kind of like passes by. And yeah. then as soon as the show starts, it's like gone. Gone. It's like yeah. time, it's already over. time moves at different speeds depending yes. on where Weird. you're at. Yeah. Especially when you're in the ring. So yes. oh our first gosh. instance of it was yeah. the, so the first TV we did, we were in DC. DC, yeah. And it was like, it was like they rang the bell and then like, they're like, you got to go home. You have 30 seconds. We're like what? <laughs> we just got out here. You know, cause I'm not used to live TV. Right. And it was nice to have a guy like a Chris Jericho who's done live television for how, well, decades. Decades. Mm-hmm. And we're all kind of leaning on him and he's just like, 
right? Because you had the match with uh, right. uh, Santana Ortiz yes. and Jericho. Yeah. And they, right. uh, they right. too don't have much experience with live television. Right. Kenny right. Omega, the same thing. So it's mm-hmm. like, we all were kind of like just looking towards Chris. And Chris is like, this is fine. It's easy. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, okay, we're all panicked. Mm-hmm. It's like, guys, this is what I do. Like, you know, and, and it was it was nice to have at least one guy like that right. in the ring while everybody else was just like lost and losing their minds. And having him has been really, really good. Yeah. You know, especially like there was a match we had with like him and Darby mm-hmm. where... I get the cue like, we got to go home. We're about to go off the air. And like, they still have like a whole four minutes left. And Mm -hmm. Chris is just totally cool as a cat. Like, (laughs) whatever. I'm just going to tape his hands. All this. I'm like, (laughs) how are you not panicking right now? (laughs) I am panicking. I'm trying to not show I'm panicking. He's been here, you know. He's been there. He's been like 29 years. This isn't his first rodeo, right? He's the man. He's the man. I want to talk about the the creative and Mm -hmm. the dynamics of creative because normally in, in creative, everybody's in a room together. Yeah. You guys are in California. Right. Cody's in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and then so you guys do a lot of. It's a remote company. It is. Yes. It's a remote yeah. company. You yes. guys do a lot of creative. I would imagine on the phone, texting, mm-hmm. oh and God. emails, yeah. right? Thousands of texts. Does that work? Week. Does that work out well? I mean, is there, that's got to well, be some challenges know, in that. You know, it's funny. Is a lot of things. Uh, a lot of things change as soon as we get to town Tuesday. Almost everything changes from what we had text. Not necessarily. Like the card stays the same. Yeah, but like little details change. Sure. Yeah, uh, sure. But it, so far, it's worked out. It's tough for me because I got two kids, two little ones. I'm married. Mm-hmm. And so is Nick. And the balance is rough because it's like all day I've kind of got this thing right. I'm just looking at my phone, looking at my phone. I'm trying to be everywhere. And trying it's to be present. Very difficult. Yeah. Because it's a 24 7 job. Like, right. so if I come up with an idea at 1 a.m., I come up with an idea at 1 a.m. and I'm telling everybody. I don't right. care. I don't even, like, when you have a good idea, you don't care about that stuff. You just, like, right. got to write it down and it, and it becomes this thread for an hour. I'm like, well, now, next thing you know, it's 2 a.m. and we're all up talking creative. It, right. It doesn't stop. You but know, I'm dropping the kids like off at like school. I'm like, for the other guys. Like, yes. Yes. But the best stuff gets done in person. I've noticed yeah, sure there's more chemistry. Yeah. Sure so does. like Tuesday night, we usually meet with Tony and we are out till like 3 a.m. talking yeah. about Jeez. creative. So yeah. and we're usually knocking out next week's in, right. like entirety. Right. So like last night we got together and pretty much next week's there's production meeting. Yeah. 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 But uh, it, it works. It's very difficult being a father, though, sure. uh, and balancing it. Mm-hmm. Dana will get on my case sometimes. Just put it away. I'm like, I'm trying to. And then my my sleep schedule sucks now. Right. Because now I'm, I'm constantly thinking and, and trying to create so my mind doesn't turn off. So I know that with, like, you guys being on the independence for as long as you were, mm. like, a lot of that is you're busy, like, Thursday through Sunday. Right? Yeah. So do you feel that it's different, like, the amount of time that you're present with your families mm-hmm. now that you're... Your work yeah. days in the middle of the week? I, we actually have like a schedule now. Like yeah. before that, like with that, like you just said, Thursdays to Sundays, we yeah. would do Japan trips in between. That's right. So That's we right. were we were literally never home. Yeah. Oh, so boy. now we're actually home what four days a week? Yeah. Around that, four and a half days. So mm-hmm. The kids love it. They, nice. they almost see us too much now. The, so. the talent loves it. I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah. It's really nice. No, the schedule is great. It's, it's awesome. I don't know like what's worse, though, because like we were on the road more back then. But like when I was home, I would be more present. And now when I'm home, I'm I'm less present. I, I'm working so much, I, whether mm-hmm. it's a conference call, whether it's email chains, mm-hmm. it's, it's text. Yeah, know, yeah because before, before then, we, yeah. we handled our schedules. So we would just say, hey, we need two weeks off. We're taking two weeks off. Right. Yeah. So we would do that. That now that that's not possible every so week I, it's an animal yeah, I, I, I see that i feel like i was telling brandon cutler earlier who rides with us every week and i'm like 
God, I feel like we, I just saw you. And you're like, you did. You saw me three days ago or whatever. Because <laughs> right. by the time, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, that quick. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. we're with each other from, you know, we leave. Technically, it's Monday night, Tuesday morning. Because mm-hmm. we, we come from the West Coast. So we're always together really super early. We're together all Tuesday, all Wednesday. And then we travel all Thursday. Right. So it's like, it's really only like, like I don't see him over the weekend. You have like one work <laughs> you know? day, but like two yeah. commuting <laughs> right. days. We got right. such a good crew, though. I feel oh, like dude, everyone so gets fun. along pretty well. Yeah, so so it makes it easier. That's a key. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's like, a key. We've got a fantastic. It's a nice collaboration. Mm, Super, super nice. This is AEW Unrestricted. We are talking with the Young Bucks, and we are going to talk to them about the beginning of the Young Bucks. Here we are at AEW Unrestricted, and we're talking to the Young Bucks. Super, super happy that you guys are here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Yeah, this is great. I I wanted to talk about the beginning of the Young Bucks. Yeah. You guys obviously were wrestling fans. Mm -hmm. And how did it start where you decided, hey, we want to do this for a living? Uh, we started as big fans. I'm I'm four years older than Nick, so I introduced him to it when I was a little kid. I said, "This you got to watch this. And mm-hmm. I remember the old Coliseum home videos. We'd go to Blockbuster and just every VHS off the shelf, you know? Right. And uh, so I got him into that immediately. We were big Hulkamaniacs and rocker fans. And right. and uh, and then as we got older, we, we continued to watch it. Obviously, the Monday Night Wars were very right. instrumental yeah. to our, later on, our careers. So it's you funny. You don't say. Mine too. Yeah. You don't say. <laughs> so it's, 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 I never would have We guessed. were huge fans of you, Tony. Oh, oh, Mass, huge fans. Really? Mass, huge fans. Yeah, yeah. That, that we're not just saying that. Yeah. Like, we were huge. We, we, we switched over to WCW because that's where Hulk and Randy and all these guys our favorites right, went right because i didn't even know anything about wcw i just right. knew wwf we were wwf kids hulk hogan you could go to hell <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. so so when when hulk switched over and they started getting all of our favorites we were just we left wwf we were like that's it we're right. we're these we're nwo kids right, now, right, right. sure yeah, oh yeah. yeah and hogan that was, was our our favorite yeah. by far so definitely like that era is what really made me love it. When I decided I really wanted to do this was probably the TLC era when I watched the Hardy Boys. Mm. I saw my myself and my brother out probably, there. Yeah. I saw Jeff and Matt. I said that could be me and, me and Nick. Sure. All of this Holy makes crap. so much sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, oh yeah. So it's really like a series of events of like fandom. It's like you know the beginning and then in the middle and then so that that's when I think I was like. That's when we started probably backyard wrestling. Right. Like when yeah. did the ring in your backyard? Probably around that. that. Like seeing Cactus Jack do his stuff too. And I right. saw him yeah. jump off his you know, roof and you know, that there's a movement well, when, in the when 2000s. When we saw the Hardys were backyard wrestlers. Yeah. We're like, oh my God, they're brothers. We're brothers. Yeah. We could do this. And I remember meeting them for the first time and we told them our story. They're like, oh my God. Yeah. Your story is You're just us. like ours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, oh, now it's like, probably even yeah. crazier to them. Well, right? they, yeah. they never opened up a wrestling company. So well, yeah. We got to beat there. I'm <laughs> no, no, they, they, they had Omega. That's true. That's they true. had Omega. Yeah, they, they, they weren't on TNT, Omega. though. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got that on them. Yeah. Exactly. But I think the backyard stuff is what led us to, like, actually thinking, man, maybe what if we did this for a living? You know, mm-hmm. like, we were pretty good at it. At least the neighbors thought so. So, uh, right. eventually, I went and got trained and went to wrestling school. And Nick was too young. He's 14. I was 18. He'd so, 18 did you just, like, teach him everything? So, I would come home. Yeah. I, I learned skipped, this cool new thing today. I kind of skipped ahead because my dad built us a, pro, uh, a professional wrestling ring. He's right. a general contractor. And uh, there's no blueprint. insane. Right. Like, how do you build a ring? You don't look it up on Google at the time, at least. Right. So my dad was just like, ah, I don't know. I'll figure something out. And he built this really great ring, actually. Like, looking back now, it's probably better than most rings I've, I, you know, On the Indies. Two oh, years sure. ago. Oh, yeah. absolutely. So we got a ring in our backyard. Uh, I was, at that time, I was 16. I was 12. We were, we were back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny is I just watched a, a match of mine what, yeah. when I was 12 on YouTube. You just killed I, I sent you the link to it, actually. <laughs> I, yeah. Maybe I'll send you guys the link. Yeah. Oh, please. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> For a 12-year-old, it's yeah. pretty insane to watch. So we did the backyard thing for a couple of years. I being, I got old enough to go to actual 
wrestling school and I trained. Mm-hmm. I'd come home and teach Nick in our own ring. So I'd do double trainings every day. Ooh. And uh, got pretty good at it. And eventually Nick and I started getting booked around the scene. I think Nick Nick's pretty much self-taught though, or like mm. taught by me. He, mm-hmm. I think he went to one class or something. One or two. Yeah. yeah. And we started getting booked all over Southern California, which is like, we're, we're close to San Diego and Mexico. So it's a lot of Lucha Shows Libre. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of the mass luchadors. So we learned a lot mm. of that style. Right. And, and and you can see that sort of influence a lot with like you guys sure. and your high flying. Yeah. We yeah. still all do that. a lot of what we right. learned. That's why we then. like wrestling with the Lucha Bros. Cause we yeah, know how to base yeah. those moves and take right. those right. drags and head mm-hmm. scissors yeah. and stuff. Brothers don't always get along either, do they? No. And you know what? Like we, I mean, you guys no, had to have true. some clashes. We haven't. It, you, you really have Really? You really get along all the yeah. time. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna you know, even when you were training him, he didn't say. You don't know what you're talking about. Stuff. You don't know what you're talking about, brother. For whatever the reason, the Leach brothers are the same. But yeah, I asked them, and never fight. I'm like, wow, that's tremendous. That's insane. So it's, yeah, it's very rare. That that's tremendous. That happens. I think it helps. Like we know, like we're always together, like on the road. So when we're apart, we're well, we, home. We do our own thing, and we, right? we've been we have business space. partners pretty much for yeah. our whole right, lives. Right, like with the, you know? with the uh, all of the merchandising stuff. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, you guys, have, that, like yeah. this. This is just a bigger, slightly different business. But you guys have been doing business stuff together for a long time. So it's like. It makes sense. Right, right. But is there ever like a point where you guys tend to like, well, I want to go in this direction. You're like, yeah, I want to sure. go. Sure. Like how, how do those moments get resolved? We have spats and like, even when we're like putting together matches. That's or, like, probably when you see us fight the most is when mm. we're putting together a match or something yeah. like that. Because we, we do clash sometimes about Or even that, being the but, elite, like I'll yeah. have an idea and Nick will go like, no, it should be this way. Like that, it's just like a writer's room. Like anything but we, else. Right, like, right, right. We never like get into fights about it though like, no it's never gotten bad or escalated but we're Usually, passionate about it sometimes we'll, we'll our voices will we'll go bicker higher, a little yeah. and everyone like in the room kind of gets quiet like oh crap oh god we've never seen this before <laughs> yeah, it's never yeah. a fist is this fight, where they secretly yeah. kill each other yeah. like jeez yeah. right. no, honestly it's been and we've been doing this for we've been basically running a family years. business for 16 years jeez. and there's never ever been a time where we're like i'm like that's it. I'm breaking up with you. We're splitting up. Like, that guy. It's never gotten that yeah. bad. Thanksgivings are never contentious. It's too late You're never now. just sitting across, like, eating your yeah. potatoes, just, like, staring. Yeah, it's never, uh. it's never gotten that bad. Like, surprisingly, shockingly. Oh, my God. So so how what, how did the name Young Bucks, how did that all start? You want to well, tell the story? Uh, it's got to be a great yeah. story. <laughs> well, we we didn't have any control over it. So really? There was a, oh. uh, there was a local show... Uh, that was running the Grand Olympic Auditorium in Los Angeles. It's a famous uh, building. For so, and this and is when Lucha right? Libre was really hot in Los Angeles. So they were back. They're they okay. selling it out. I don't know what it fit. Probably 6,000 maybe. 6,000, 7,000. So mm-hmm. the, the promoter uh, contacted us and he had saw us wrestle at a local like Lucha Libre show. And he, he was interested in booking us. Okay. So he's like, please come down to the auditorium. We want to book you guys. We're like, oh, wow. Okay. We weren't even a tag team at the time. Yeah. We were singles wrestlers. He was slick neck. Yeah. And he wore blue <laughs> yeah. shorts. Yeah. And I was, I was, uh, Mr. Instant Replay, I wore red shorts. Mm-hmm. Are they, are they like the generic indie shorts? Oh, where they're absolutely. like super baggy and they go down to no, the No, no, no. These were the tight, like AJ Styles. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. The pleather nice. little shorts. Crappy indie gear. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So they were like, yep. well, we're going to team you up. And we're, we're like, like what? We're team not us up. Team? We're like, well, okay. Oh, that's we, hilarious. we just knew that this arena was famous and we had to do it because right. this was going to be our first. Well, they're going to offer, they're offering us $100 each. So whatever the booker wants, we'll do it. As soon as we heard they're going to pay us $100, we were like, we were blown away. We were like, oh yeah. my God, this is our job now. <laughs> we're like, we, we're like, because we before it. then, we just, that paid we, all my food for the month, guys. Oh, yeah. We were doing shows for $5 typically, or we would actually, we would yeah, wrestle for like uh, masks. Remember? Lucha, Lucha Libre masks. They would give you like, pick up a uh, souvenir on your way out. <laughs> or, or like, it's like a hot dog uh, and a handshake. Uh, and no, we, oh, yeah. Hot dogs. Yeah. We hot do dog hot dogs. Hot dog and a 
dogs. dogs yeah. But it wasn't Fair hot chips. dogs. It was like a certificate for a for hot dogs. Yeah, <laughs> you get the hot dog later yeah. at a future yeah. booking. Yeah, That's so they get you. So eventually, we got to the building and. Uh, we look at the uh, the names on the list of who's booked, and Hard. we're not seeing our names. We're like, uh oh, <laughs> I think they forgot. Like, they to make book a mistake. Us. <laughs> so it's we, the Indies. It's totally like oh, yeah. possible, right? So we went up to the promoter. We're like, hey, uh, our names aren't on the list, and he's like, no, they they are. Uh, we have you named as the Young Bucks. We were yeah. like, no. And, and, then like, and they're like, <laughs> that's well, a dumb. Well, and then they're like, here's the reason why. We're like, he's like, if I have to be honest, I didn't know your guys' names. Oh my god. So like when we were going over the card, we're like, hey, did we book those two young bucks? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Throw them on there. And we'll call them Matt the and Nick young the young bucks. bucks. Yeah. They just remembered our first names. Like our, right, right. So we're just Matt and Nick the young bucks, and okay. we're like. Oh, yeah. He's like, how do you like it? We're like, that's great. And then in the back, we're like, no, we're slick Nick and freaking Mr. Yeah, yeah. Replay. What are you doing? You're, Mr. Ruining, replay. <laughs> You're ruining everything. I love that. But the, the match went great. And yeah. the promoter's like, how would you guys want to come back? We're yeah. like, yeah, that was, well, you, that you was nuts. It was, so the show sold out. It was insane. Nice. And it felt like I was in a dream. But we come out, it's a largely Hispanic crowd. Okay. And <laughs> right. a really homophobic crowd, too. Oh, no. Like at the time, like, you know, you could see it, it was the Wild West. Right, right. right. So we Mid- come out. Mid 2000s. Yes, who knows what you're getting? Right? We're the two whitest guys you've ever seen. They give us that one song. Um, we're not gonna take oh it. Oh my God. <laughs> no, no, we're not gonna take it. Yeah, we came out with that. So we come out and like, we're the only They're like, booing we're probably us. the only white wrestlers on the show. <laughs> right. And, uh, They're and chanting everyone's just chanting slurs. homophobic yeah. stuff. Oh on my us. God. They're throwing trash I remember that us. hurt my feelings. I was yeah. like, oh my God. And my mom and dad are in break. the crowd. No. And my mom and dad are like, they're supposed to be the baby faces. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on? Yeah. So like, it was. But the match went good though. We, so did, the you, did you work heel? We yeah, we turned heel. Yeah, you kind of have to turn heel right there. We, we turned heel in a, in a match where we got squashed. <laughs> That's fantastic. But you know what? Yeah, I'm yeah. glad we did it because yeah. then uh, they booked us like every month, right? We ended every, up winning the crowd over, if I remember, too, because yeah. they had us kick out of a few big moves and people were like, wow, these guys are actually pretty tough. Yeah. You know what I mean, so like they bought into us by the end of the, the segment. Right. But it was the first time we'd ever wrestle in front of more people than, than 50. Yeah. So you jump from 50 people to 7,000 yeah, at the Grand Olympic Auditorium. So imagine us. It was like deer in headlights when we walked out. It's, oh my God, it felt like a dream. <laughs> we're not gonna take it. Well, and it's like what? with all of the, the way that like larger places are lit, uh, you yes. don't actually see 7,000 no. people. You see like 50, yeah, but you hear 7,000. You. And it's so intimidating. Yes. You're just like, oh my God, they hate us. It felt uh. like a movie. And they had like the fog machines. And I, I couldn't see. It was all hazy. I'm like, is this happening? Like, I didn't where know do I need to step? I don't yeah. know where I'm going. Yeah. They're I'm like, like, Next time, you got to have matching gear, though. What, what is up with this blue and yeah. red? <laughs> but the, so, so we got a matching We gear got matching one, yellow, remember? sweet yellow gear. Yeah. So you can still yeah. have your individual singles yeah. personality. The other yeah. thing, did you mention you, you were 15? He was 15 years old. I might have been younger than No, you're 15. I wrote about it recently. 15 years years old. My God. Yes. I want to inject something here about wrestling on the independent circuit mm. and, and taking the bumps that you guys take oh my God. for a little bit of nothing. What? Yeah. I, sometimes I shake my head at that. And, and and I'll even talk to some of the young guys in the back and say, you know, you need to be careful because yeah. you want longevity mm-hmm. in this sport. But it seems like even you guys mm-hmm. would do would take any risk at all for oh, for sure for twenty bucks and or fifty been, bucks. We've been doing this style since day one, and yeah. we haven't never changed stopped. it. No, which is pretty crazy. But knock on wood, we've we've yeah. never had any type of crazy uh, yeah. injury that required surgery. Or I I feel good. Thank it takes a passion for the business. Yeah, yeah. Right. it really does. When you're to do that, when you're at that stage in the game, though, you you have you, to you pretty get, much have to. You have to get recognized. You had, you need buzz. So and wrestling like, was changing. It was like, yeah. oh man, now you got to be a workhorse to try to make a name for yourself. Yeah. Like, 
And uh, so we pretty much went out there with that mentality, yes. like, hey, let's try to kill it every night and try to get well, some fans. To we were at the forefront and... of the style, though, because like mm-hmm. at the time when we were breaking in, a lot of like the chain wrestling was like standard. Like mm-hmm. every match has to start with 10 minutes of chain wrestling. Mm-hmm. Nice strong lock. Yes. So Nick and I were like, no, no, no. Let's like skip right to the good stuff, right? Sure. That's right. hot shot. So yeah, we started yeah, yeah. we started doing that. We were always the opening act. Yes. So that's why we we did that. We for, had eight minutes. Years. And we had a lot of get cool stuff we wanted hot, to show yeah. people. So and we started like the way we 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 thought of wrestling was a lot of people want to have a big fight atmosphere. Right. We wanted to create a, a party atmosphere. Gotcha. So super kick party. Super kick party, right? Yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. that came. But it's like we want action, 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 action. So much action. And and you know what? Like every other match is going to do the same way. Like, you know, oh, we have a little heat here and then we do a comeback and we go to the fault. And we're like, no, no, let's just go high spot the whole match. Right. And so we wanted to be different. And then sooner or later over the years, it just became the standard way tag matches happened. Mm-hmm. And right. So now it's like every match does that. So now we're it's at kind a point. of our fault. We're at a, <laughs> yeah, you, you, yes. you kind of Damn it, guys. change the thing. Damn it. And not, like, everybody does <sighs> it. So now it's at a point where I was talking to Nick the other day about this. I said, now we have to make that decision again where it's like we have to be different than everybody else so what do we do we need to make a new move because mm-hmm. now everybody does the style that we kind of helped create right. you know what I mean uh, who so doesn't like Motor throw City Machine Guns right. Motor City Machine Guns that's another tag going yeah. to Dragon Gate in Japan that was mm-hmm. the style where we really learned that yeah. that mm-hmm. style that I was talking about mm-hmm. where it's high spot high spot high spot it's like that's where it's popularized and like we ripped it off or like and brought it to the and brought it to the states yeah, right. well nothing but, in wrestling is original it's oh, just, of course it's, it's taken and, and you turned, make it, you make it your own yeah but uh, but yeah, I think when you're at a stage in your career, it's like like I, we were talking about this yesterday. Like I had I got married in 2008, and Nick was my best man, and he did a best man speech, mm-hmm. and he told me, "All right, Matt, I got to get out of here. I got I got I got a show. I have an indie show." And I didn't to. I didn't bat an eyelash. I said, "Of course you <laughs> no, do." No, because it makes sense. I said, "Go do your thing." Like, it's not about the money at that point. You saw it's, the wedding. It's the important important it's, thing. It's I can get a big break tonight. I can have a big match. I can get more buzz for us right. and our brand. I'm going right. to do it. And I said, "Yeah, go do your thing. I'll I'll, I'll take it from here." He's and, not getting uh, married today. <laughs> right? Like at, when you're at that point in your career, though, it's. You'll do anything. You'll sacrifice anything. everything. It's not about, you don't think about the, oh, I'm only getting paid 50 bucks tonight. You know what I mean? It's, oh, yeah. it's oh, this yeah. is for the bigger picture. Yep. Well, and yeah. if you're having fun, like yeah. almost like the money doesn't matter, especially right. if like that's not your full time thing yes. yet. That it's it's now it's just fun, yes. right? It's like oh, I got fifty bucks, I can buy an extra taco at Taco yeah. Bell or whatever, like right. And then that, that's yeah. what helped with, with, like with the merchandise. We always thought of it like if we could sell one T-shirt. For twenty bucks, yeah. that puts ten that's, bucks in my pocket. Yeah. That's buying yeah. his dinner. Oh yeah. So like, He's we like, always thought of the merchandise thing as like, we're like, why is nobody selling merchandise at these shows? It's yes. Crazy to me. Like, so like, it, we would go out and we were like, listen, if we stand here for an hour and we sell one, like again, it's dinner. Yeah. So like, that's where the merch came in because we were paid so little to do these shows. We're like could we at least make what we're making in the ring out here as well and double our payday? Right. Well, and I think yeah. a lot of that is like, that's exact, exactly how it is yeah. on the indies right now. Mm-hmm. That it's like, you get guys who are getting paid well, but like yeah. all the money is in merch. Yes. Yes. And it's funny, you guys you guys were like ahead of the curve on that as well. Cause it's like, oh, hey, yeah, let's have right. some t-shirts. Hey, let's like do this whole t-shirt company thing <laughs> and like completely change how merchandising is done sure. in wrestling. Sure. Your deal, merchandising whatever. is, is- it's been legendary. I mean, it, it is, it is really, I think it's changed the business yeah. because of what you've been able to sell and being in right. stores and, and again, how we, that all started. We kind of copied, like, again, we talk about how everything in wrestling is copied, right? Mm-hmm. Like we saw what Cole Cabana was doing and it was revolutionary because nobody mm-hmm. did it. We saw Chris Hero there. We saw El Generico and Kevin Steen. Like we saw how they engaged 
fans at the gimmick table. Right. right. They we would be at the table and we'd have our heads down and we were embarrassed and they would be up talking to people, shaking smiling, hands. shaking hands, sure. making so we, it an experience. Yes. Because yeah. really, yeah. they just want to meet you yeah. and they want to tip you and, and then right. they'll take home a souvenir. That's right. right. That's right. it. That's exactly so let's right. give them something. So we started opening up and talking to these people mm-hmm. and trying it to give us more confidence. Than, though, that, yes. And it gave us confidence, not just at the merch table, though, in the ring, too. Yeah. And you could see that and it translated. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you agree with. Oh, that, absolutely. Like felt that way. And then they go home with an interaction that they remembered. Like, oh, I met the Young Bucks. Those guys were actually great. Right. They were nice. So they want to cheer for you later in your match. Sure, they're right. all, and, they'll always be a fan of you. Absolutely. And that's future yeah. ticket right. sales, right? Yes. That mm-hmm. just, I mean, you're investing in yourself. You're investing in whatever product yes. booking you that day. Like you're investing in the fans. Like mm-hmm. that's that's kind of the whole point of wrestling. Like it's that symbiotic relationship it's, between. It's fans a campaign. And like, I feel is. like I'm going out and I'm shaking hands. I'm kissing babies, and it's one out of time. You're constantly running for yes. office. <laughs> you're constantly, <laughs> constantly every city you go every. to. You're, and you know what? That's how we built our our empire. I guess. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Hundreds and thousands of fans and getting them on our side and having them believe in us Mm -hmm. so we're talking with the young bucks of course this is aew unrestricted there you go you got it right i got the name right thank you you. got it right (laughs) (laughs) and we'll talk more with them about their career and about what's ahead we're here with the young bucks talking about all kinds of different stuff oh we're killing it we're done we're killing the business (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we do. No, we haven't killed the business. But, but I do want to talk about being the elite. Mm. Oh, uh, boy, and, I love it. And we were talking about it earlier earlier today. Full disclosure here, my, my oldest son, Matt, who you may have worked with at StarCast. That's right, yeah. yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's the guy that runs around. Big time fan of the Young Bucks and always was. He's a sweetheart. Yeah, always was a big fan of being the elite. Cool. When I was first on being the elite the very first time, he sent me a text. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's kind of crazy, crazy that right. like being the elite is almost like a like a career goal yeah. that a lot of people have. Right. <laughs> and like when you're on the Indies, it's like, oh, dude, the Young Bucks are here. Maybe I'll get on being the elite. <laughs> right. Like I, I know, great. I know, like when you guys came out to uh, Defy in Seattle right. the first time I met oh, you. Yeah, that's right. Like, dude, I, I might I might get on the show. Like, yeah. this is nuts. Like, screw the whole like getting booked for double or nothing thing. Like, that's it's so like I might be on double being oh, the elite. That's so funny. It's awesome. And I'm getting texts from people like, hey, you're in the back. Like, are you on being the elite yet? I'm like, I don't know, dude. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's something like I'm never even aware of that's happening. Like, I have oh, no it ha- idea. I, I know it happened. Like, I, if it happens for me, it happens for everybody. That's we, cool. I remember going it's to the def- cool thing in wrestling. Defy really was is. so cool, by the way. Yeah. Like, Seattle. Oh, holy crap, that was fun. Seattle's an amazing city. There's so much wrestling there now. It just exploded in the last two years. I could tell, like, being in that room, like, God, I was like, this place is cool. I'm going to yes. go there. Like, it's special. I remember um, we were talking to Chris Daniels and Frankie, and they told us about you. Mm-hmm. They're like, when we were trying to get our team together mm-hmm. for, for the refs, and they're like, we got to put over Aubrey. She's, she's amazing. Well, I had worked with Frankie twice before that. Yeah. And that's kind of how, like... It was just right place, right time. I yep. think like we had like yeah. Brian Cage pulled out of a show that I was in and okay. then Frankie got pulled in yeah. and I'm like, oh, I worked with him like literally a week ago. Yeah. And he shows up and he's like, hey, so yeah, I brought your name up to the boys. That's I'm like right. panicking like, yeah. okay, yeah, no, well, <laughs> like let's, I literally, let's talk about your finish. It's going to be great. <laughs> it may have been like that night we yeah. were like, we Nick and I like pulled the trigger. We were like, yeah, let's do it. So yeah. that was it. That's no, it was like, like as soon as like the match was done, because I did the match with the SCU, yeah. it was like a 3v3. Yeah. We walked through the curtain. I'm like handing the boys bottles, water uh-huh. and stuff. I'm like, hey, you know, it's great. And CD's like, starts talking numbers as soon as he walks through the curtain. Wow. Like, what is this? Awesome. Oh my awesome. God. Like, what is my life? Yep. And like, I still have one more match after that. And I'm trying not to like shit my pants. <laughs> 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 like, oh my God. That's amazing. That's I literally, awesome. Like, I can't tell anyone backstage. I'm like, I haven't signed anything. Like, yep. this isn't real. Like, I it never feels real it until never you feels actually real. get the thing. It like, still like, doesn't feel real. And yeah, I, I, know, I like have I two contracts with you guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is just a dream. Like, yeah, what? I have, now you have a podcast. I have a podcast. It's weird. I don't know. But yeah, about like being the elite like 
it was all Nick's idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had we were in Japan. We got it was three guys, it was us and Kenny, and we were bored, and we started taking our phones out and we started doing sketch comedy bits. Yeah. And at first, there's a thing called Vine, which you had. I love Vine. You had six yep. or seven seconds yep. to tell a story. So right? good. So we started doing that. It was fun, and it expanded it to Twitter videos, which were like 52 seconds. Yep. Mm-hmm. Finally, we were doing full blown four or five minute sketches on YouTube. That's right. Mm-hmm. And we were developing quite a following, and people liked the stuff. And Nick, I, I Nick thought, had an idea. Yeah, I thought filming behind the scenes of those things would be cool and uh, fans don't have a clue how japan is so we're like this would be cool too well actually i was like matt and kenny didn't like the idea they're like ah we film enough we don't need it Mm -hmm. i was like well this is just extra content for for fans and i felt like uh new japan wasn't giving us that uh that stage to show our characters mm-hmm. just because it that's just doesn't happen in right. uh in in that country and you never know what's going to resonate with the fans right? exactly, like you can yeah. just try something throw yeah. it out there if it doesn't work like tweak it like right. it's a, you do it from wrestling match to wrestling match mm-hmm. hey that didn't work let's let's do something yeah. different next time sure. right yeah, and there's something interesting about that country and uh people are fascinated by it so mm-hmm. i was like if we film some of this stuff behind the scenes i think fans will dig it sure and, they will yeah and yeah. Uh, it, it caught on right away right it was away. just a documentary series a travel vlog really it's like this really is, is what we yeah. do we're wrestlers we'd go to the hotels we'd we fly a lot we're tired right. but people are like no driving this a is... car for six yeah. hours yeah but people were like we, what we thought was was boring people love because they're like i never get to see this side of you yeah, guys yeah. you guys are just the guys that come out and do super kicks and wear tassels yeah so all of a sudden we are more than that we human, we're scenes. human beings yeah. right and they they saw our struggles and they saw our victories and then they started rooting for us and mm-hmm. they started liking us on a more personal level and and it changed everything right i feel our, like you guys kind of capitalized right at the right time when yes. like social media was really yes but like get super big in wrestling yep. and it's like we have that people connect with the person behind the performer right yeah, exactly like, like i know that was the thing that got me into wrestling was mm-hmm. realizing like what's real and what's not and you know what that, we we were great at that because at one in 2011 yeah, we had a lot of controversy lines. over a bunch of stuff going on in our in oh, our you career don't say. yeah no, you don't say so we took to twitter <laughs> with the young bucks <laughs> yeah no kidding <laughs> we took to twitter to like like so many other people would probably have like apologized or or you know tried to like clear the air instead we leaned into it mm-hmm. and nobody was doing that on social media at the time very little maybe like a matt hardy who's all Always ahead of everybody. And it, it got oh, us yeah, real yeah. heat. Like veterans thought we really did hate them. And we didn't we're shake like, hands. On, we had no respect for the veterans. We were, you know, we were jerks. Right, right, right. And instead of going, no, we're good guys. Trust me. We were like, yeah, we are jerks. Yeah. I, I hate and people. We, I hate shaking people's hands. Like and we, we leaned into the game. We worked them all because yeah. we would go backstage to these indie shows and the veterans there would be like, oh God, the yeah. young bucks are here. And we would Ugh. hear them burying oh, us yeah. openly. We're like, oh, these guys God. are getting worked. And, and, and people <laughs> would write articles about us and like uh-huh. disparaging who, who our characters were. They didn't even know who we were. Right. But we instead we leaned into it and it worked and we became effective heels. Right. right. But then by the time it started to wear off, we created being the elite. Right. But that, that's why we fit in so perfectly mm-hmm. with the Bullet Club. And yes, the mm-hmm. Bullet Club was was just exploding at the same time as being the elite yeah. was. So mm-hmm. it was like a mixture of all that put together. It was it was a perfect Bullet, Bullet Club was ahead of being the elite by like maybe like a year or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But by then, like Bullet Club helped put our names on the map. People wanted people to see more of Bullet Club. Yes. So that's another reason why yeah. I think it. And then so once popular. being the elite happened, that was kind of like the the whole uh, exodus of of AJ Styles, right? And exactly. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson they left. So me, Nick, and Kenny created the elite, mm-hmm. and then being the elite came shortly after that. Yeah. Right. It's like people were rooting for us three because they were like, all their friends left them. What are these guys going to do? Yeah. And instead, we this turned this so really sad. yeah. <laughs> they turned we turned this negative <laughs> thing into a really positive thing, yeah. and people just they wanted more, and mm-hmm. that's what the show was. Yeah. And you talk about tweaking the show. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like at first it was a 
travel vlog essentially right, right. right. and it ended up becoming like we nick or kenny and i ended up getting our sketch comedy in there and we started right, doing right. and then adding storylines and then we started adding and, characters to the yeah. show because we were like it was, sometimes it's just nick and i and we were at roh and we we're like we got it can't just be us right so let's add know, characters to marty scroll yeah. came in the mix hangman page right. cody you know and and it was cool because then we and we, we saw had a cast we yeah. saw the popularity of it and yeah. i remember when uh page had been around for a while at this time but yeah. for whatever reason nobody knew who he was exactly yeah. so matt and i we, we were we pushed hard we pushed hard we were like yeah. listen we want page to be in the bullet club and we're going to put him on being the elite and we're going to we, get him over we, we want him to get over that's awesome we took pride in that and it, man, became it, a, it was pretty quickly that we did it with everybody on. though it was like it was like let's Marty get, this, too. Let's get yep. this flip gordon guy over flip yeah. too, yep. you know what i mean let's get this. it was fun for SCU us it was, like, was another big one yeah yeah like they were kind of having like a, something in their career like they were having great matches something wasn't clicking mm-hmm. so we said we have this idea mm-hmm. we come on our show and we pitched it to them and they're like yeah well we'd love to do it we'll and, do it whatever and we'll we told see, them we'll see if it fits we're like give us two weeks i think it's gonna get over like just bury towns that you go to and i'm not every town except something because nobody's got the gift of gab like like frankie oh my god you know. I'm not kidding. Three weeks, two weeks. Two, we weeks. did a show in New York. Their music hit. Yeah. Everyone's chanting, see you, yeah. see you. They, they came backstage. They right. went, I can't believe it. <laughs> People know who we are. And Nick and I are standing with our arms crossed going, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I took more pride in that uh, than getting myself over. Like, mm-hmm. I want to help other people. But you know what's crazy about the whole thing is little did Matt and I know we were already becoming writers. Mm. We were becoming bookers. Right, right. On a weekly basis for multiple companies because we were intertwining our storylines from being the elite into Ring of Honor, into New Japan. And we didn't even realize what it was setting us up for. For the future. Yeah. 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 And now when we talk about earlier, like it's like it's the same feeling now when Darby comes out on a skateboard Mm -hmm. and we all wrote that that skateboard thing and you know to to the show and it happens and people you know loving it and they're all dressed up like them two weeks later it's like there it is that's that's yep, the same feeling I got when thing. I got, when Flip Gordon was over on our, you know what it's a, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. a much bigger thing now right it's like all these kids Halloween dressing up like Darby Allen and yes. Orange Cassidy or like uh, how much pride I get Jerry when, Lynn dressing up like Orange Cassidy like what kind of life do we have where it's like <laughs> yes. Tony Khan dressing up like yes, Orange yes. Cassidy when I saw this that is I just popped. insane but like when we wrestled uh, when we wrestled Private Party yeah and 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 they beat us in the first round of the tournament. That, good match. that felt so good. It felt Such great. A, that felt know. better to me than ever winning the titles or something. Yeah, like that oh yeah. for me was, it, it put was those guys on the map. Yeah. Yes, like people knew who they were because yeah. they were on the first episode. They were on a, a couple of the bigger shows and stuff. But it's like, oh, those guys beat the Young Bucks, and it's like it's 2019. Yeah. Like sure. we know that you guys booked it that way, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. but it's like the fact that you're doing that. Yeah, I think the really, really uh, like hardcore fans understand kind of what that means. Sure. And now you've got like people just immediately behind private party. And it works. Like I was like, they, they show up on the screen the other day and it's pop. It's like, yeah. Oh, it's like we, we helped and Nick and I are kind of like, soon as we, we signed, do that. As know? soon as we signed them, we were like, we're, we already knew what we were doing. Oh, oh yeah, well, yeah, we're, yeah. We're putting them over. Yeah. I'll just be tournament. having random conversations with people and it's like we're just oh this ain't water like my son does it his little Zachary he's like hey dude, this ain't water <laughs> it's like he doesn't yeah, even so. know like understand yeah, like, no idea yeah it's like mm, yeah. actually you, you probably said it means a lot for the fans but it means a lot for the guys it means a lot for the backstage area oh absolutely and, and that's one great thing I think about being in AEW that I, that I found out 
how great it is to work backstage. Yep. Oh, it's so great. And believe you me, I came from a place that was sure. not great working backstage. That's probably nuts, right? Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> it was, it was, I can't imagine. It was terrible. Yeah, I, I would want to go home and kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> almost oh, every boy. day. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm right. We're happy to hear. Very happy to hear. I told okay. you that yeah, enough. Yeah, like, it, was, it was terrible. But I want wow. to talk about putting together being the elite. Mm. Is it, do you have a structure or you just come up with ideas and say, okay, let's, how do you format a show? And how do we know a lot, the long term plan. You know the long term plan. Weekly, sometimes it's like we'll think of something funny mm -hmm. and we, we we just tell Brandon, hey, start filming us. We mm -hmm. got a bit. Yep. Or, we like, all, or we all collab together. During the week, and, I'll, I'll think of something and, I, and I'll tell Brandon, put this on the shot list and, and you know, put it as this way so I don't forget what it is. And then Brandon will come up with great ideas. He's behind a lot of the creative. Right. Now. I don't mm -hmm. think he gets enough credit. Does no, he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, like the jogging scene, we had, as soon as uh, that other company tweeted that, we <laughs> Matt and I thought of that. Oh, I had the bit already. That exact yeah, it was just a matter of when we were going to do yeah. it. Right? Yeah. You know, the key demos, I'm dying. Dying. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, Things like that. We, like, like we have, we have bits planned yeah. that we just don't know when would, would fit an episode. Like, Oh, I don't know if you guys saw the Halloween episode. So we had that, that uh, the Street Fighter scene was. Well, I'm trying to think of the Black Mirror uh, parody. Oh, where yeah. you were you were Kenny Strike, striking. But you were gonna kiss him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. God, like, I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? The here? Striking Vipers <laughs> bit. I had that in my back pocket for probably like four months or something. It's yeah. so like we have ideas, but generally every week we don't know where we're going. Mm -hmm. and sometimes we don't have a clue how we're gonna end episodes yeah. until we start filming something. That's the beauty behind the show, though. It's it like makes it organic. You can do sure anything does. on right. that right. show. That's what's fun about well, it. Well, and you have like these ongoing bits too like yeah. you'll have a random uh, yeah. interview with Scorpio Sky and then you come in with like a like a candy bar right? yeah. and it's just like okay like the ring pop yeah. like we would not shut up about the ring pop <laughs> just, just like yeah. like you look at Scorpio yeah. the next day and I'm like oh hi right. like, looking a little this is a little, little awkward yeah. how, how are you it's funny how like because we'll read the comments and we'll see what's catching fire so we're like we have to do it again or or some stuff just doesn't get over so you just don't do it but right. like, yeah. we, 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 we gauge the audience to see what the interest is and, and we know immediately like we got to keep doing that one right. or if one doesn't work we're like we got to get away from that you just one, cut you know? that just cut it yeah but we try one thing is we have continuity on our show as silly as our show is there are rules that we go by there are, there's continuity there are you know what i mean and there's like there's, there's continuity of characters <laughs> yeah, on the show so that sunrise. isn't necessarily sure. matching with what's on tv absolutely right? that's what's great about the show is like the characters on our show it's like this like you know nc17 version of what their characters on tnt or, right like like, like rick anything. knox is probably my favorite example of that <laughs> yes. like his whole bit yeah. has just been like absolutely hilarious yeah. and i'm like oh my god this is great I mean, like he's he's right. like a completely different character on tv yeah, it's like it's like this alternate universe of what our characters could be right. you know what i mean <laughs> right that's a good way and there's no rules there's no limit like that's what's fun about the show and i, I well we I, had superpowers at one point that's right <laughs> <laughs> of like, we, we have really quirky ideas yeah, though you, I mean, you, you, you disappeared it. one time i'm a magician now yeah that's a running thing it was really well done Really gonna, they're going to really make it a shitty thing. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was up there. And I went, oh, my God. You mean you guys have performed exorcisms? Oh, yeah. That's oh a great episode. God. I watched that one for the first time recently. Oh, that's a great and I'm one. just like, how the hell did anyone make it through this without we've been, laughing? We've been doing oh, it for yeah. three and a half a years. One. And you know, it's what, what's great about BTE is like, we're allowed to be clever. Yes. And like, as far like some people take to Twitter and they just say a mean thing or if they have an opinion, they say and it becomes a screen grab. And it's like, we like to do it and express ourselves through art. Right. So like as silly as like that scene was with us jogging, mm -hmm. they, we said something in that scene. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and it may take a second to register it, mm -hmm. but you go, oh, they got me. Right. It's right. great. Like, and it's cool because it's like right. you, you can't 
I mean, you could maybe do that on TV if Tony sure. lets you. But, sure. uh, but it's like there's some things you can do on TV yes. that you can't. Like, being the elite is a nice way a lot of you guys to still, like, do that thing that... Be edgy. Uh, and, right. Yeah. Well, it connected you with the fans, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's like we have different markets on TV than mm-hmm. we do in the independent. So it's nice to kind of see both sides of it. Sure. You're still pushing to put some of that stuff on TV with Tony? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you got to. I Constantly. Mean, some of it for sure, yeah. Because to me, entertainment yeah. is entertainment, yes. right? Yes. I mean, so, some won't fit, but... Right. We pick, and we know we that. Think, yeah. We're aware of that. So we can't do an exercise. On Probably not. But the, the, the Britt <laughs> Baker, uh, what was the oh, that, response okay. or whatever? The, the Britt Baker shot. That was oh, she's doing the light. That was actually going to be on BT, but oh, Kenny my... was like, "Nope, that's TV. that's going to be on." Oh, the TV. whole like uh, Britt Baker challenge, <laughs> yeah, whatever thing, it was. Yeah. And like, right. I fought Shocked for that. Look. Like I had to make sure that got it done. It was like, so good, especially with like the background you guys have with Adam Cole, right? Yeah. And how like he's he's a character on Being the Elite that he's he's dead. Yeah, that's right. You killed him. Yeah, that's right. We we used to kill people on BT. We had a couple murders on the show. It's like a soap opera. We this guy out. Can't. Let's just kill him. Whatever. Can we? If we start doing that on dynamite, like yeah. give people a heads up, like, hey, we're gonna kill you. You next know, week. I think Lucha Underground killed a couple people. So they did. I guess it's they not did. out of the realm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a couple people died. Yeah. See, I, I'm for all that stuff. I really am, and I, and I know that I personally that I that I did wrestling in the '90s, mm-hmm. and I I get it, but I also get the entertainment value of sure. all this stuff, and so that's why Orange Cassidy. Yeah, oh I think God. it's so freaking cool. He's literally my favorite wrestler. Yeah, he's another guy we had to fight for because a lot of people didn't they didn't get it. And mm-hmm. I said, you right. don't have there's nothing you can get. It's Orange Cassidy. It's, it's Orange Cassidy. It works. Right. It's great. Well, and sure. it's it's like seeing him wrestle too. Like his character can immediately transform based on whoever he's with. Sure. Like uh, there was a match he had with like David Starr. It was mm-hmm. like insane. Oh, I, I did a match with him once with Sue Young, where it's like oh, yeah? he actually becomes blood orange. Sure. And like, <laughs> gets possessed and whatnot. Uh-huh. And like, people don't realize how good he is actually. He's so and his his like understanding of wrestling psychology is insane. He's one of the smartest guys. One of the smartest guys. Yeah. Like I, I sat and watched wrestling with him once, and it was just like yeah. he's so good. Yeah, he's, he's great. another guy that we knew for man over a decade. Where we were like, this guy deserves a break. Let's he does. He works him. so hard. Like yeah. him, and it's variety. And wrestling's a variety show. You need a little of everything. Everyone's so I think it's gonna, gonna like. There's uh, I I talked to my mom about mm. Dynamite because she she doesn't watch wrestling. She'll mm. she'll refuse to admit she watches wrestling, but right. she watches Dynamite because like her daughter's on it. Right. Mm. Then she'll text me. She says, I don't like that guy yeah yeah and i'm like that's it's, it's kind working. of the point yeah. like right. they're a heel you're not he, supposed he's to a bad guy, Mom. you're not supposed to like them well uh, you should not tell someone to not put him on the show <laughs> i love that i'm like i can't do that yeah. like he's doing his job mom okay he's, he's doing his job it's fine it's like well i don't like the way he treats you <laughs> <laughs> well matt nick you guys uh and I'm not just saying this because I work for you, but uh, <laughs> you guys have changed the business. You really have. Thanks, man. And uh, you've created opportunities for people that didn't previously exactly, exist. Exactly, and uh, it's it's been thrilling working with you. I I I didn't know that much about you because I stepped away from the business. Mm-hmm. And my son Matt said, "You got to watch the Young Bucks. You got to watch being the Elite." And I immediately got caught up in it. I so, love it. Uh, That's so good. We appreciate you being with Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. It's awesome. The Young Bucks, who were named the Young Bucks by a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's put that. I, I think it's. A great story i think it is it's so fantastic because you never know what's going to click and what's going to work right uh we uh, remind you to uh, subscribe to aew go ahead what's the name of unrestricted thank you unrestricted free wherever you get your podcast and don't forget aew dynamite it's coming your way every wednesday eight o'clock seven o'clock central on tnt thank you thank you guys so much thank you you guys thank you